Thanks for listening to the Get Over Yourself podcast brought to you by Carol Fit Stationary Bike Program 8-Minute Workouts to Get Super Fit. Perfect Keto, the cleanest, highest potency ketone supplements. MOFO, male optimization formula with organs to boost testosterone. Let's get checked at home testing kits. Try LGC.com. Almost Heaven, beautiful compact home use sauna kits. Brad's Macadamia Masterpiece, the mind-blowing nut butter blend. And check out bradkerns.com slash shop my personal selection of favorite products for health, fitness, and peak performance. And here we go with the show. There's people that aren't necessarily even competing in a sport, but are just have been very good at understanding that the goal of a workout, the goal of a training regimen, of a routine is not to see how exhausted I can get at, at certain points. Although... A lot, unfortunately, a lot of people see that and they say, they see it as, well, what am I really accomplishing if I'm not about to puke here at the end of this workout? Or what am I really accomplishing if the next day I can barely get out of bed? If you followed it properly and you're not feeling bigger, stronger, better by the 8 to 12 week, you're, you're feeling the opposite of those things and or nothing, absolutely nothing is happening, then you, you're just not doing the right program. It's not just muscles that get strong and more robust and, and healthier when you load them, when you strengthen, when you add resistance to them. So do, so do bones, tendons, ligaments. What are the tissues that all these people have these nagging injuries? What are they? What are the issues, the tissues that have the issues? Like Which issue, tissues got the issues, man? That's it. Which tissue it's got like, my issue? And, and it's the tendons, the bones, the ligaments. Yeah, sometimes it's muscular, but a lot of times it's those itises, you know, that, that we are diagnosed with by a doctor. Say, well, let's try a shot. I want you to rest it. I want you to ice it. And, and basically what they're saying is, I don't know what else to do with this. Hey folks, I have discovered a bloody awesome new workout program that gets you results in eight minutes. Yes, an eight minute workout. And don't laugh because the science supports the assertion that a properly conducted high intensity workout lasting only eight minutes with less than a minute of explosive sprinting effort can deliver more benefits with less downside risk than a pattern of much longer, more depleting cardiovascular workouts. It happens with Carol, my friend Carol. C-A-R-O-L stands for Cardiovascular Optimized Logic. It's an artificial intelligence-powered interactive exercise bicycle that learns to apply the exact resistance you need to get fitter over time. This thing is cool. We're friends. I hit it hard. I get benefits. I get results. Basically, what you do is you go into the program on the screen. You warm up for a bit. You hit an all-out 20-second sprint. You recover for a few minutes. You blast another 20-second sprint. See how high you can get your watts up there like the Tour de France guys. You cool down and you're done. 
<laughs> the video guy on the Carol Fit AI website is wearing a suit and tie because the workout is too short for you to break a sweat. Yes, it's hip, it's slick, it's high tech, but it's also legit because the short sprint elicits a cascade of hormones into the bloodstream that prompt fitness breakthroughs and turbocharge fat metabolism around the clock. Indeed, a little goes a long way, and this program lines up perfectly with my promotion of micro-workouts and short-duration sprints to get the maximum fitness benefits without those downside risks of breakdown, burnout, illness, and injury that happen with the traditional approach to fitness and these long, exhausting, depleting workouts. Go check out Carol Fit AI. The website has all the research. It'll draw you in, teach you all about it. You get a discount for listening to the show and mentioning Brad when you're ready to get your own bike and I don't know about you when you walk through the room and you see that thing sitting there and realize that no it's not a sweaty hour of pain and suffering but an eight minute commitment to continue to boost your fat metabolism build your fitness it draws you in it's so easy to jump on the bike and go because it's short and it's fun Carol Fit AI check it out Hey, listeners, it's my great pleasure to introduce to you my buddy Tim D. Francesco, the former Los Angeles Lakers head strength and conditioning coach, bagged a ring there with those guys and Kobe and the rest after his six-year career. He has now set up shop back home in the New England area outside of Boston with this incredible facility called TD Athletes Edge, and he's now, of course, big into uh, the remote coaching because of our uh, life change here in 2020. And you are going to love this guy. There is no one on the planet more positive and enthusiastic at all times. Of course, he was such a popular trainer in the NBA. How could you not enjoy working out with this guy after a long, hard grind life on the road in the NBA? And then you come in first thing in the morning and you see this guy's positive energy and enthusiasm that you're going to hear so quickly as soon as we start the show and uh, catch up to us on YouTube, too, if you want to watch, because you got to see this guy's enthusiasm his facial expressions, Tim DeFrancesco. And how about this line? Rinse, repeat, and live to fight another day. These are his prophetic words about the proper approach to training. How to get the most out of your body and steer clear of nagging injuries and body breakdown that leaves people on the sidelines or under the surgical knife before their time. So that's Tim's area of expertise, helping to build this functional fitness, address the weaknesses and imbalances that cause injury and cause breakdown. And I think the uh, quote comes from uh, Tim's insights about what has worked with the great champions that he's seen in the NBA and other athletes that he's worked with. And he says, you know what? It's nothing earth shattering. They don't have some magical special formula. They just keep at it every day. They rinse, repeat and live to fight another day. Uh, go check out TD Athletes Edge, Tim DeFrancesco Athletes Edge, like touchdownathletesedge.com. And he has a really cool uh, operation there. We're going to discuss it over the podcast, but it involves doing a basic assessment over video and then getting prescriptive exercises to help you correct these things that come up on the assessment. This is cutting edge fitness programming. You're going to love learning about it and hopefully go check it out for yourself, especially if you have nagging injuries or things that are holding you back. Let's listen to Tim D. 
Tim D. Francesco. We are back on the show. We, we talked a few years ago, uh, back when you were deep immersed into your MBA career, and I'm so excited to hear about these cutting-edge fitness operation, your, your business that you started on the East Coast and all the things that your clients are coming to you. And uh, we'll talk about some visions for how uh, training uh, can and must evolve to uh, work the best for everybody from the recreational enthusiasts, even and up to the elite performers. So how you doing, man? I'm doing great, BK. I'm, I'm doing great. You're always Just, doing uh... great with the big smile. This is the, the positive energy guy. That's why you lasted so long in the NBA, man. Everyone, how could they, uh, how could anybody do anything but love working out with this guy? Uh, there you go. You know, I think that's, that's one of my things is, uh, be enjoyable to be around, right? If you can, if you can cover that base and, um, you know, if you, if you're doing that, you're, you're going to be, you're going to be okay. Uh, that is good life advice for you young listeners. Yeah, go get your degree, study hard, work hard. But you know what? If you're enjoyable to be around, if you add positive energy to the room, how can you lose? That's it. That's yeah. it. So now you get to sit back and reflect for the first time on this NBA career, which was such an incredible grind. And I remember talking about the travel. I mean, the fans don't even realize this crazy travel schedule where you're jumping on a plane in the middle of the night, flying across the country, getting right back at it, especially you, because unlike a player, you had to get ready for, you know, every yeah. single thing. Those guys had a little more rest. Uh, but now let's uh, get some reflections from you from, uh, you know, being away from the, the scene and, you know, back in a more stable life and, and serving real people with your TD athletes edge business. Right. So I think, it, you know, the six seasons I spent as the head strength coach for the Lakers was a whirlwind. Um, there were so many amazing things that came from that. And um, just being around uh, highest level athletes, being around really high level clinicians and people that I could learn from, uh, you know, but it was certainly uh, taxing on the on myself and on anybody involved to, with the travel, with the intensity of everything. And like you said, I, I don't think a lot of people even realize what goes into getting that game onto the, uh, the 8 PM ESPN game of the week. You, you know, that, that, that's just, um, that's just when the lights go on, all the other stuff really actually happened to, to get there, um, you know, before that. So there's a lot to it. And um, I think now I do have this, chance to look back on it and and kind of have this life that I've created for myself now through TD Athletes Edge and and be able to be a little bit more rooted in in um my vision of of that which was always to just have a platform and have a place where myself and a, and a team around me of like-minded professionals could help people to be empowered. And that can mean physically out of the gate. That is our primary expertise, but being feeling stronger and, and, and being stronger in what you do physically is the, you know, is such a good way to just feel empowered emotionally and everything else. So I, I think, you know, that for us is, I see a lot of people running this frustrating hamster wheel of, you know, I gotta, I gotta get in shape. I, I got this nagging injury. I, I, I keep going down this vicious cycle of, 
physical therapy to personal trainer to injury to physical therapy to personal trainer to injury. And it's just, I, I, I want to get back to these goals and all that stuff. And uh, it bothers me that, that people are not getting the right guidance on how to get out of that vicious cycle. So that's, that's really the root of TD Athlete's Edge is help you figure that out. <laughs> and I'm sure you're bringing uh, so much experience from that NBA scene into the into the mix. Uh, but just to stay on that for a bit, I'm wondering what you think of uh, the overall approach with the the very highest level of professional athletes these days. Uh, in, in terms of optimizing their potential, minimizing injury risk, you still see these tremendous incidences of injuries and people having a shorter career than expected. And behind the scenes, it, it seems to me, I know from my experience in elite endurance sports, we made all kinds of mistakes. And there were people that didn't have their act together, but were still good enough to get seventh on the world circuit or what have you, but had the potential maybe to be be a champ. But even at the very highest level of sports, I saw a lot of inefficiency and things that, you know, potentially could be improved. And I wonder what you think about uh, the NBA specifically. Yeah, it happens all the time, just like you described in the elite, you know, triathlon um, event and, and performance levels. I think it's no different in the NBA. I, you know, there's so many factors that go into longevity and uh, into longevity, longevity in a sport. And, um, so that sort of is determined by your health, but then the, your, your performance during that time. And, and so there's so many different things that go into that, but at the same time, there's some really fundamental basic things that I think a lot of times people want to overcomplicate the process. And if you just had, if you're talking about in the NBA, if the, the, the players that I saw that were able to reach their legit potential levels and the, and do that and stay healthy in doing so were the ones that they just created a routine that worked for them that they could repeat and do over, rinse, do it, repeat, you know, and it was not earth shattering uh, stuff that they were doing there were, you know, they tended to be the guys that took fairly seriously the nutrition aspect, fairly seriously the, the sleep and the recovery aspect, and then, you know, really just stayed to the basics of a, of a training um, routine. And I think everybody wants to believe that it can't just be that easy. And so then you run this thing of trying to get overcomplicated. You add so many steps to your system that it's not able to be repeatable and you get overwhelmed and you get you you end up with no system you end up with no routine and you're ending up like let me jump from this well this didn't work let me try this this didn't work let me try this you never actually gave any of those things a chance and or evaluated if any of those things even belonged in your system you're just trying stuff um because it, it couldn't possibly be just as easy as doing some deadlifts some squats some push-ups get a good night's sleep and eat a square meal. I mean, it, there's no way it could be that easy. But, um, you, you know, and, and now you have all the newfangled. Everybody wants to sell you their, their whatever. And, and everybody wants to, you know, say this is the new tool or this is the new trick or this is the new thing, that kind of thing. And so it's like, well, maybe I should try that. 
geez, I, I don't know, so-and-so is doing pretty good. They're, they're taking that supplement or, you know, so-and-so is doing pretty good. They're doing that crazy kickboxing workout. Maybe, maybe I should be doing that, you know? And, and um, so I, I think it's just, I think it just comes down to a lot of that and trying to simplify things um, is, is where I found guys that could put together um, more of a, a results-driven process. Wow, that's great. One important aspect of that is the degree of difficulty of the regimen. And I've been obsessed with this topic lately, listening to guys like uh, Firas, you know, the MMA trainer, Firas Sahabi, and Dr. Craig Marker, uh, Dr. Phil Maffetone, people that I'm closely associated with. And they've been promoting these points for a while, and we haven't really listened very well. Uh, but one of them is like, uh, Firas said on, on a Joe Rogan podcast, uh, I don't want my athletes ever getting sore. Dr. Maffetone says the same thing. And to me, I'm like, wait a second, man, I'm usually sore after my sprint workouts every time for 10 years. And if you wind that back a little to what you just said, a repeatable routine that's not necessarily earth shattering, but they have that consistency and they have that, that baseline that they're maintaining way up high rather than the, the classic example of the off-season athlete gaining 10 pounds and goofing around and crashing on their, uh, their, their ski trip and hurting their knee. Uh, so, yeah, I'm wondering what, uh, what you think about that as far as the degree of difficulty uh, of setting somebody up to uh, succeed. Live to fight another day is the thing that I would say. And, and, <laughs> oh, there's and that motto painted on the, the back of your gym wall. That's right. Live yeah. to fight another day. <laughs> See you tomorrow. And, and it's just, that's, that's one of the hardest things. The, the really veteran and high level athletes of any sport and or just, you know, there's, there's people that aren't necessarily even competing in a sport, but are just have been very good at, understanding that the goal of a workout, the goal of a training regimen of a routine is not to see how exhausted I can get at, <laughs> at certain points. Although a lot, unfortunately a lot of people see that and they say, they see it as, well, what am I really accomplishing if I'm not about to puke here at the end of this workout? Or what am I really accomplishing if the next day I can barely get out of bed? You know, I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, many of, of many people, uh, in and out of high performance sport are using that as their barometer of success of mm. the regimen of the workout routine. In reality, if you are able to execute, rinse, repeat, and continuously do that and feel like when your next one is up, whatever, whatever routine and frequency you set up as, look, this is what I think is going to be useful for me. If you can execute that without feeling like, well, every third week I kind of hit this crash and burn point and I, I have to take about a week off because my hammy starts acting up or because I'm just physically exhausted. I literally can't get myself out of bed, but man, that's what it takes. I had to get up to that point and just, just deplete myself. Um, and then I, I think this is what it takes there's no way that that's sustainable. There's no way that that's results success driven because you're always just, you know, burying yourself down to, to whittling yourself down to have to start back up again. Hey ladies, you may have heard me talk about gains wave treatment for improving male penile vascular health and sexual function. And maybe you thought, Hey, what about my needs? Well, Gainswave has got you covered with a revolutionary new treatment protocol called Gainswave for Her. 
As with the male Gainswave treatment, a skilled practitioner uses a handheld device to send low-intensity shock waves into your vaginal area to stimulate a healing response, promote increased blood circulation, and the growth of new blood vessels after a series of 6 to 12 very brief treatments, which are painless but extremely effective, you get real results with Gainswave reporting an 80% success rate. Some benefits. You will revitalize your intimate relationships with heightened sensation and arousal and enhance pleasure and satisfaction. Don't contemplate invasive procedures or uncomfortable medical treatments. Regain confidence and reclaim your sexuality with Gaines Wave for her. You visit the website gainswave.com, G-A-I-N-S-W-A-V-E.com slash Brad to find a practitioner in your area. You complete a series of treatments and the beneficial effects will last for a long time, especially if you eat and exercise well to promote overall vascular health. It's a tune-up for your equipment. So please visit gainswave.com slash Brad to find a practitioner in your area and take advantage of my special promo that you'll mention when you find your local practitioner. Buy six treatments and get one free. Right. I wonder why this mindset pervades. I guess it's the competitive intensity of someone who's drawn to fitness or athletic sports. Uh, they, they can't turn it off at the right times and just kind of moderate that to, you know, the special workouts where you really do push yourself once in a while or a competition. But uh, I'm I'm raising my hand guilty myself because guilty. I, I get out there. You have so much fun. You're you're um, you're in the zone, uh, and then Tim's playing pickup basketball and tears his Achilles. So <laughs> even both of us get to raise our hands here. But do you think it's a a mindset issue that can be coached and moderated with you know good education? Yeah, I I totally do. I think it's you know. Uh, there's part there's two parts of it i think there you have to have the right sort of coaching and guidance and 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 the trust in that person to say you know i mean we have this conversation with many of our members that start working with us is you know this is not going to be like the 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 boot camp you dove into Mm. you know three months ago this is not going to be the goal here is not to see if we can crush you the goal here is to see if we can build you up and make you last forever and, and, and so you cannot take the same approach in those two agendas. Um, and so, you know, like you said, completely guilty in, in many areas of my life, not just in how I approach working out. I mean, I've, I, it's been ingrained in our heads from youth sport coaches, from, you know, more is better, people saying, you know, harder, you know, you got you know, that's, that's, this is what it takes, that kind of thing. And so it's like, well, I mean, how could all of those people all my life have all been wrong and say to say that it's not necessarily just train harder, it's train harder and smarter. And then breaking that is really hard because you have sort of like this, this built in barometer that, okay, for this workout to be good, I need to feel this much pain either during or after. If I'm not, then how how can this possibly be effective? I, I'm 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 compa- like I, I want my time and my effort to be useful and valuable, so I, I got to ramp it up a notch. You know, on Tim, you know Tim programmed for me only three of six. I got to six, and I, I I felt fine. I didn't feel exhausted. I better do six more. 
it, you know, and then all of a sudden, and this is where, you know, we always have this little dance we do with a lot of people that we're working on just helping them to shift this mindset is let go ahead. And this is the second thing of what I mentioned. Go ahead and learn it the hard way. Try, try do it, do it, do 12 of them on that exercise instead of six. And then, and then do that on a couple other exercises I programmed for you. And now all of a sudden, let's see how you're feeling. Like not so good all of a sudden. And, and it, you know, it's, it's, it's all, you know, Oh yeah. Okay. So let me just, let me try this six rep thing and, and see what happens and walk away from the set. feeling like I, I had a little left in the tank and that's uncomfortable for me, but let me just trust in the process. Oh my gosh. By the end of that third week, I'm usually in my bed for the next week trying to recover for another round. And yet I'm ready to go. What do I do, coach? Like to put me, put me in. <laughs> put me in. Oh, mercy. So uh, do your clients embrace this pretty well when you, you have that chance to guide them? They're, they're under your care in the gym and your, your team is constantly convincing people to, to tone it down, execute the motions with correct form rather than adding more weight and those kind of things. Yeah, I think, I think there's, um, there's always a little bit of like do with our new members that, you know, they're used to things being a certain way. And then a month in is usually where we have a sort of the scales tip for people because it's like, whoa, usually a month into a new, whatever new work routine I tried, uh, work out of the month. Um, I'm, I'm like, I'm toast. I'm exhausted. I've got a nag. My shoulders cranked up on me. But you know what? This is what it takes. And I, you know, this is weird. A month in, I feel like I could. I feel great. Like I feel like I could do more. Uh, and and this is what I say to people on the very first assessment: is I want you saying in the first month you could you finish your workouts with us, saying I definitely could have done a little more of that workout, yeah. but I feel pretty good. Uh, even if you say, and a third thing to that statement is, and I, I, I don't know if this is okay. Cause this isn't what I usually feel. That's okay. Like you trust, trust in this process a little bit long enough. And I, I give people a heads up, look, 12 weeks is a physiological window for you to be able to feel like you've put in the, the routine for a continuous effort, 12 weeks in a row, if something isn't really quite positive by, by that point or within the 8 to 12-week period uh, of that time, then, then look, the program wasn't, wasn't right. I mean, if you followed it properly and you're not feeling bigger, stronger, better by the 8 to 12-week, you're, you're feeling the opposite of those things and or nothing, absolutely nothing is happening, then you're, you're just not doing the right program. Well, it's hard to imagine a, uh, a sensible program coming up with no results after 12 weeks. And I would, all, I would probably venture to guess that people aren't executing it properly. And then I would right. say that for the most part, people are overdoing it or there's some missing right. link there, like the sleep and the nutrition you mentioned. No doubt. Yeah. So I guess the nagging recurring injuries is a huge deal in your yeah. game. And it seems like a lot of your time and energy and attention is put there with the videos that you put out and the content is addressing uh, functional weaknesses and things like that. So maybe we can just get into that topic, discuss some of the most common ones and uh, 
how to uh, how to alleviate. You know, I guess it would be knee, shoulder, back, if I'm guessing. But let's let's hear it, man. What's going on out there? Yeah, I mean, when I was with the Lakers, I started to realize. I mean, before that, I, I worked as a, a doctor of physical therapy in a uh, outpatient PT clinic. I I was seeing young kids come in with nagging injuries that there's no way kids that age should be having. I was seeing, I mean, it's, it doesn't, I was seeing it with the Lakers. I was seeing 19, 20 year old high level athletes have injury issues that there's no way they should be having. But then it became a piece that kind of put it all together for me is, but why am I also having people in their forties, fifties have, you know, reaching out like, Hey, what do I do about, this I, I I gave up running. I, I know I'm never going to run again, but um, you know what's the surgery for me to do for my knee? I've got three options according to the doctor. I'm like, hang on a second. Like you're only 40 or 50. Let's not let's not even get into the whole conversation of why are there nine year olds or 19 year olds coming in with these weird things that shouldn't be happening. But same with 40 or 50. What I mean, why why are we saying like, well, I'm 40 or 50. I, I just you know, it was a good run. I, I you know, <laughs> next step is surgery. Um, I hope everybody has fun from here. I'm, I'm done. I, I, I exhausted everything that I, that I'm capable of. Like, no way. Like, there's no way that that's the, that could possibly be what we signed up for. And, and so there's just, you know, the frustrating piece on the, on the first part of it is we kind of debunk that is why are clinicians, physical therapists, personal trainers, and medical doctors, chiropractors, feeding information that is, yeah, well, you know, your, your knee is, is garbage. Your, your back is, is degenerative. Your, your shoulder mm-hmm. is, is, you know, there's arthritis in there. It's, it's, you know, you're broken. Look, you're broken. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, maybe we can fix you up. It's probably going to take a shot of surgery, whatever it is. Um, and I just, you know, I've been guilty of falling into that, sort of mindset from both the end user and the clinician standpoint at times until I finally just got fed up and said, there's no way this is, this is the way that this has to happen. And, and so um, once I did realize that there's this really beautiful, sleek, powerful hammer that we can use to, to, to get the carpentry right on this issue is loading is 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 strengthening and and we you you start to realize like wow it's not just muscles that get strong and more robust and and healthier when you load them when you strengthen when you add resistance to them so do so do bones tendons ligaments what are the tissues that all these people have these nagging injuries what are they what are the issues the tissues that have the issues what are the issues, the tissues that are being, that are creating the nagging Which issues? tissues got the issues, man? That's it. Which tissue and, got and, my issue? And, and it's the tendons, the bones, the ligaments. Yeah, sometimes it's muscular, but a lot of times it's those itises, you know, that, that we are diagnosed with by a doctor. Say, well, let's try a shot. I want you to rest it. I want you to ice it. And, and basically what they're saying is, I don't know what else to do at this point. Look, just, <laughs> just, just stop doing that thing that you mm. absolutely love to do. You know that thing that, that gives you peace of mind and, and, and vigor and, and just really fills your cup? Stop doing that. Maybe stop doing that forever. Why don't mm. I give you a shot? Why don't you put your feet up on the table and, and just watch some soap operas for a little while? 
I think your pain will go away and then you can thank me later. Well, I mean, we've all tried that. What, 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 what the heck happens? I mean, we, of course we feel better. We feel a little bit better after a week or two of not doing, you know, something that was maybe aggravating an area, the, the area gets less aggravated and like, Oh my gosh, this is working. Great. Well, what are you going to do though? You're going to go back to try doing something or something similar to those activities. And guess what happens? It comes right back. Oh, um, how about uh, plantar fasciitis? When you take time off, it gets worse. I mean, I assure you, it is the most right. mind-blowing thing. I remember having a nagging case for many years when I was racing triathlon, and I finally said, you know what? This winter, I'm just going to bike and swim. I'm going to heal this thing once and for all. And I took right. six weeks off not running a step. And when I started running again, man, that thing was flaming like a blowtorch like never before Damn. because I, I'd lost the blood circulation and, and the strengthening and the, the, the training effects. So. Yeah, yeah, now we now we enter the realm of uh, functional functional fitness and rehab and the things that you uh, you do well. Well, this is it. This, this and this is the vicious cycle. You pointed that out so well. Is okay. Let me go away from that sport activity for a while. Then I'll I'll dive right back into it because I'm a young, healthy, you know, uh, just uh, enthusiastic person in this, and Hockey. I can I can yep, I can <laughs> jump right back into it. Um, but I, during that time, I literally didn't do any of the sport thing that was bothering that area. And I didn't do anything to change the tissue. Mm. So the only thing that's really going to change that tissue, the, the, the absolute only thing that's going to change that tissue is going is it has to get loaded. You have to strengthen that plantar fascia. Yes. I mean, of course you should, you know, think about doing some stretches and things like that. But stretching alone is not going to remodel that tissue. It is not going to make any changes at the cellular level of those tissues. So it will help it to feel better. It's not necessarily a bad thing. But if you're not going to add in that strengthening piece, and this is the piece for me that I wasn't adding that last piece to the puzzle quite often in the early stages of my professional career, and understanding, yeah, let's, let's try this rest. I mean, ultimately, I can think of multiple injuries that I helped athletes try to rehab from, whether it be a hamstring, whether it be whatever. It's like, all right, good. They're feeling better. We've got them stretched out. We've, we've rested them off of the stuff. But, you know, we didn't want to do too much strengthening because, you know, why would we strength? Why would we almost potentially, you know, why would we worry about and, and try to set them up for, aggravating an area that's already aggravated let's not do the strengthening piece but you have to be able to be willing to go into that zone of like let me aggravate just enough to create a strengthening effect if you want to get out the other side and not just start running again and have that that plantar fascia flare right back up Ooh, that's nice so it's sort of the um the hands-on approach to injury healing rather than the rest and drugs and surgery and shots and so what is the uh What's the strategy there? What are the parameters where? Yeah, you know, you know what's cool is that it's not, you, you also can, the, the missing piece that most people have is not even a piece that, it's a piece that you, most of us can all do virtually on our own. It's great to have a coach to guide on the, the dosage, on the right exercises and, and that kind of thing. But once you get that guidance and education and you have somebody helping you make a plan for it and, and you can use them as an accountability partner and, and, and just sort of a, um, you know, an expert of how to do things, but you can do these things 
at home. I mean, it's so it's it's what you want to think about is what well, you have to is, now, man. <laughs> I know you have exactly. to do them at home. Yeah, exactly. Love it. Love it. So, Tim D so working out that. at home. He recommends. Thank you, sir. I will try that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you have to sort of identify what are the tissues that that are irritated. What types of tissue? So is it is it bone, tendon, um, or ligament? Or you know, is it is it a uh, so let's take two tissue examples. Let's look at the meniscus of the knee. That's a mm. commonly irritated you know knee issue versus the patellar tendon of the knee. We get this jumper's knee pain in the front of our knee area. Um, it's it's a tendinopathy is the proper term. The 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 tendon that connects your kneecap to your shin bone is is it's it's become overtaxed. And so um, those two tissues are two different types of tissues. So I would not have you working through a level of pain if your meniscus uh, issue, which is just a shock absorbing tissue in between your knee joints. Um, if you were saying to me, look, I, as I do this exercise, I'm getting, um, I'm getting deep pain inside my deep in my knee and it's getting worse as I do the exercise. Okay. Well, that's a lot different than you saying I'm, I'm doing this squat exercise and it kind of irritates that, that I can touch it right here on the front yeah. of my knee, that, that tendon right on the front of my knee. Okay. Well, in that case, let's work through that up to a level of five out of 10 pain. Let's work right up into that level because what's happening there is we're going to remodel that tendon. We're going to get that tendon to, to sort of tip its scales from getting pissed at us for doing this exercise to being like, Hey, I'm, I'm pretty strong now. I'm, I actually like it when you do this exercise. Um, and, and so, you know, we wouldn't do that in a, in the case of a meniscus it, it, and that's where, you know, you, having a skilled clinician or having a coach that can help you root out these differences of the nagging issues is really, really key and critical and doing an assessment. I mean, that's, mm -hmm. that's the big thing. To me, it's, you know, if, you, if you're having these repeated vicious cycle, you know, right shoulder, left knee, right hamstring, stuff that just never gets solved, right plantar fascia, Somebody at some point needs to stop the train and, and let me see you move. Just let me see you move. Can I see how things look? Okay, that gives me a picture. That combined with what you're doing, combined with what your goals are, combined with, you know, what it is that you're, you know, wh what I found from this assessment as you move, now we can target these areas the right way. And I can coach you and say, look, Brad, I don't, from that, that that if I am sort of now determining, okay, it seems to me you've got a irritated meniscus on this side. I don't want you to work through the pain on this one, but working through some pain with that plantar fasciitis and having you do those heel raises right up through to a level as five out of ten pain. That's what you're going to need to do to tip the scale mm -hmm. back to a, a you know a, a strong plantar fascia that isn't just stretched out and re and and rested. Because a stretched out and rested plantar fascia is just going right back to its same, you know, level ten out of ten times. So, is the meniscus either healthy or torn? Is there an in between? Like you said, an irritated um, meniscus. Right. So, no. It's it's it can be it can be crunched. It can be pinched. It can be just sort of bruised. There, there's different levels of that. Now, the beautiful thing about even a meniscus tissue is finding the right things. Oh well, hey, Brad, that 
that thing that I've, I've diagnosed and, and, you know, my role as a licensed physical therapist, I can diagnose that stuff, but you know, that, Hey, that, that meniscus issue, does that bother you? If you go down into a split squat position and you just hold right there and you don't, you don't do dynamic jumping or dynamic heavy loaded weights for right now. Oh no. You know what, Tim, that doesn't bother me at all. Okay. Let's go in and let's load that meniscus in a, in a zero out of 10 pain uh, range of motion. And then let's do that for a couple of weeks. Let's see what happens. Let's, build that tolerance up. Now let's go back to that thing that in the assessment, it really set it off. Let me try. Have you try try that split mm. squat with dynamic movement? Does that still bother it? Oh, wow. I can, I can do, do that movement. Maybe not a hundred percent of the way, but I could do most of that movement really comfortably. Now this is kind of nice. So you can get any tissue to respond just by figuring out kind of what ways you can load it in that, in those sweet spots. Well, you hear now so much about the hip replacements, and I have one, two, three, four, five, five friends of mine in the last several years who have gone in there and, and drilled in a new hip, two brothers, <laughs> and, um, you know, they report, the, the journey usually go. they're very responsible, healthy, athletic people, uh, and th- it sounded like the story was they tried everything, and then it was uh, time to go get a hip replacement. And is this, <laughs> do you challenge that? Or is that sometimes the, the end game where just nothing helps? Or can there be some unexposed? Uh, I feel like if you, um, if you have a functional weakness that's maybe even unrelated to the pain area, if you can't go down and do a deep squat, but you're complaining about a low back pain, um, let's forget about the low back and try to, try to, you know, hit some more checkpoints on the report card? Yeah. Hey, man, how's your sexual function? Oh, uncomfortable talking about it? Look, we talk about our injured knees, our belly fat, so it's time to get focused on function. I want to tell you about Gainswave. This is a cutting-edge protocol where a handheld device sends low-intensity shock waves into your penile blood vessels to stimulate a healing response and promote increased blood circulation and the growth of new blood vessels. A skilled practitioner puts the Gaines Wave magic wand onto your magic wand, and after a series of 6 to 12 very brief treatments, which are painless but extremely effective, you get real results. Gaines Wave reports an 80% success rate. Now, we know that popping pills is a popular penile protocol, but when you're working with clogged pipes, you just get a temporary Band-Aid effect when you take prescription drugs. Gaines Wave addresses the cause of age-related decline by stimulating growth factors and activating dormant stem cells. Translation, stronger, harder, more sustainable erections. I learned about Gainswave from my podcast guest, Dr. Judson Brandeis at the Brandeis MD Clinic in Northern California, and there's a robust network of Gainswave providers that you can find on their website near you. Complete a series of treatments, and the beneficial effects will last for a long time, especially if you eat and exercise well to promote overall vascular health. 
It's a tune-up for your equipment. And while it's great for ED, Gaines Wave is for any man that wants to combat the effects of aging and get a little boost for your A-game. So please visit GainesWave.com slash Brad. That's G-A-I-N-S-W-A-V-E dot com slash B-R-A-D to find a practitioner in your area. And you can take advantage of my special promotion. Buy six treatments and get one free. You have nothing to lose and lots to gain from gainswave.com slash Brad. I, I definitely challenge that. I always, anybody, I, I mean, I regularly have people that I'm talking off of the ledge of total <laughs> hip replacement surgery. Um, now, look, sometimes you have a level of wear and tear that has happened for multiple reasons over time you did you know a bunch of things <laughs> that maybe you did too much of in in improper form ways over the years and you just you know you didn't do a lot of stuff to strengthen or whatever sometimes you get to a point where okay we've ex- we we have exhausted now most of the time when people say i've tried everything they haven't tried everything they've tried a bunch of things <laughs> and and they've tried just throwing a bunch of things at the wall uh, but you didn't try everything. You didn't try everything in a really systematic way. Most of the time, I find, I mean, look, I've had cases where somebody's got a doctor saying to them, I think you're at the point where it's time for total hip surgery. And I work with them and we get them on a routine and suddenly they're like, no, I, I can get another couple of years out of this at least if, I, if I'm going to feel like the way I'm feeling now. Uh, by strengthening the right areas, by loading that joint properly just enough to build its tolerance and that kind of thing. And if, you know, I'm being honest, sometimes there are cases where, okay, let's try this conservative effort this last, you know, period of time and see if it will respond. Doesn't respond. It, it depends on sort of where it's at when, when, you know, when they get to us, so to speak. But so, you know, you can't, Sometimes they're, they're at that level where it's just, look, this is the time for that. And um, the cool thing is the, the surgical, the level of surgery now is so high that it's not this sort of death sentence either. Uh, it, so, so if you are at that point and you have exhausted a really systematic approach to loading the hip joint, mobilizing the hip joint, trying to see if you can get it to respond to you know, things without having to go the surgery route, um, and you have to go to the surgery route, it's not the end of the world. But I, I, I often find people have not done everything. I'm referencing my uh, torn meniscus at age 39, and I went in and got a quick checkup. And, uh, you know, the, the recommendation is surgery, but my physical therapy friend said, why don't you try these exercises? And it took me uh, six months before I could run a step without pain. But I finally got to a point where the thing completely healed without surgery, which some people claim uh, is impossible when it comes to the meniscus. There's no blood flow there. It can never get better. You need to cut it out. Uh, but I just wanted to try it. And in contrast, the athletes are getting these meniscus surgeries now, and, and they're on the court three weeks later. And so, yeah. you know, arguably, I could have uh, sacrificed some tissue 
and, and dealt with this thing. Your, your neighbor, Joan Benoit, Joan Benoit Samuelson, the great Olympic runner uh, in 1984 Olympic trials, she had meniscus surgery and ran the trial 17 days later, the greatest, fastest recovery ever. Uh, but, you know, I felt like I was in no rush. I wasn't, uh, you know, getting paid to play in the Western Conference of the NBA. And right. so I took my time and, oh my gosh, I'm so thankful 15 years later now that I didn't cut out any uh, shock absorbing tissue there because no that's, doubt. you know, it's a short term solution for pain relief and whatnot, but you're, you're making a big sacrifice it, 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 theoretically. hundred percent. I mean, that's, a, that's a great, great example. Um, because it's there, it mostly, it comes down to the, willingness to kind of put in the reps of what it took you in those six months period of time to kind of, you know, well, doctors tell me six weeks later, if I have the surgery, six months versus six weeks, I don't know if I want to put in that time, but down the road, you're, you're pretty thankful that you, you didn't have some doc go in there and shave out half your meniscus. Oh, mercy. So these assessments are so fascinating to me. And I remember I went down to Lakers training center and filmed you, um, Oh, no, we couldn't do it filming at the Lakers. Sorry. We went down the street to another gym that my buddy owns. And yeah. uh, we got this all on the Primal Endurance Mastery course videos, the, the assessments that you put uh, potential draft prospects through to see if yeah. they've been trained properly and what their injury risk is now. And this is exactly what you did to me when I, when I signed up for your program at, at TD Athletes Edge. And it's so cool. And I just want to know, like, where did you develop these, these benchmarks and these ideas to, and you're asking, just to listeners understand, you're asking the listener to go through a sequence of, uh, of moves on FaceTime. And yep. you, didn't, uh, you, didn't, uh, you didn't cheat, man. You didn't tip me off of what you were looking for. You just told me to go into a lunge and come back out. But secretly, you're looking to see whether my core engages or whatnot. So you know, describe that, um, that modality and how, how you like to deal with clients, especially now remotely because you were forced to, but this means that anyone can engage with yeah. uh, the TD Athletes Heads program and, and, and get filmed and then get the corrective exercises. Right. I, and so my goal with the assessment is to identify the quality of movement that you have in in the basic movements that we look at it's it is not to come up with a test that you can't do okay <laughs> so so my my goal is to have you do and be able to do these movements so that i can see the quality of those movements i need to identify the areas where there may be either a strength deficiency a balance deficiency um, a, a, or a mobility deficiency, range of motion deficiency. And so as I'm going through and having, I'm, well, I'm watching you in real time do these movements, all that does is it tells me the exact starting point for you in the, the workout routine and the, in the strengthening exercises that you need to be doing. So if you take a push-up, for example, you could do anything from uh, band-resisted, feet-elevated push-up, very aggressive variation of a push-up, to a push-up where your hands are on a bench and your feet are on the ground and you're on an incline, and it's going to be a much more doable or reasonable variation. 
I just need to know when I ask you to do a push up from the floor, what you're, what you execute in front of me tells me where on that spectrum, if I'm going to program for you a push up variation within our system, we are going to work on horizontal pressing strengthening as we would call it from your upper body and a push-up is a very viable exercise within our system we just need to know what variation you be you begin you need to begin at or is proper for you to begin at so i'm i'm looking at all those things same thing with a squat same thing with a lunge same thing with a um, you know, with, with all of these movements that you went through when you did our assessment with me and, you know, being able to then show me, combine that with what you've said your goals are. What is your, what are the sports that you're doing? What are the repetitive actions that you need to be ready for? And then that feeds us into using our templates and systems of what we've designed to be able to lay out total body strengthening, but with focuses in the areas that you personally need. So every client that's remote or coming into the gym has sort of this prescription custom approach where you're taking them through the specific uh, workouts that they need to rehab, prevent injuries, uh, cover their weaknesses, things like that. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, let's take you for example. I mean, you came in saying, look, my left hammy, little sciatica type stuff, little crankiness going on there. I've got, I, I do a lot of, of this action where I'm, uh, you know, where you're prepping for the high jump work that you have to do and whether it's sort of the extension of that action through your low back and or the leaping off of uh, one leg getting up into that action over and over and over and over again. Um, there's something in those areas that is not built up a capacity for the repetitions you're asking it to do. And so, um, you know, what I'm looking at is, okay, how are we going to, in your case, what you and I talked about was what is your performance need? And then what is the need that those tissues have just tolerance wise to be able to, to, to do that. So your performance need is to be able to produce force into the ground and get up as high as you can. That's the concentric aspect of jumping and getting up on another example. And you and I talked about this is for a basketball player. Yes, they need to get up and and think about how can I get up and dunk the basketball, but then they're going to have to land. So your landing in your unique case is not necessarily the performance need because you're a pad, man. Exactly. Pad. You just need to be able to push as much force into that ground as you can and propel yourself as high vertically up and over that bar as you can get. And so how do we prepare those structures to be able to do that? And that's, that's the reason for doing the assessment. That's the reason for doing an intake form. That's the reason for, you know, getting to know every person before they enter into our training methodology and, and being able to have each person get a customized approach into, you know, what they're doing. Not only what your performance need was, but what is your nagging injury puzzle that you're trying to solve? Because I don't, I rarely come across people that come to us that say, 
nothing. I got nothing. I don't have a single Nick Bruce zero. No, come on. I mean that nobody's <laughs> driving around a brand new car off the lot. Okay. So it's that. And so it's very, very, it's, it's abnormal. And I'm looking at, I'm, I'm questioning if I believe you, if you tell me I have zero issues and have oh, never not, suffered working out that hard if you do. Yeah, exactly. And so, exactly. And, and so, you know, those two things being identified in that assessment process is exactly what we're going to zero in on, you know, your performance need, and then your nagging injury puzzle, we're going to help you to fuel both of those. So, uh, since it's a podcast episode, uh, I want to give some general audience helpful hints. And I imagine that there are some broad spectrum guidelines that you could offer up as a good baseline, uh, you know, short of going into a customized assessment and prescription. And I think my starting point, I got to say, man, the, um, the, the mini bands and the clamshell and the, uh, the strengthening exercises that light up those glutes right away, those have been solid gold for me. And yeah. I don't know when we talked, like only a couple weeks ago, but my long-time nagging glute hamstring sciatic is, is gone, and I've, I've pushed it hard to, Good. To, to test and see if I could say hello again on, <laughs> on some sprints. Uh, so, you know, that's a really quick uh, yeah. transition from nagging injury person to not feeling it at all. Now I have my hip flexor, so we'll talk after the show about that. No, but there's, there's always something going to come along. But yeah. if we could... Um, you know, maybe throw out uh, a top five or, or a good yeah. five. And that's, that's why I'm nominating the mini bands. Like um, yeah. you know, Tiger Woods was the first one that got ridiculed for dropping out of the golf tournament in San Diego in 2013. And they said, well, why? And he says, my glutes weren't activating. And, the, yeah. you know, the sports writers eating the hot dogs and the donuts had a field day with that and said, oh, poor guy's glutes weren't activating. <laughs> but you know, if his glutes aren't activating when he's hitting the ball 327 yards, that means the pain's going into his lower back, which was surgically repaired. And yeah. he walked off the course and he was smarter than all the fools that ridiculed him. So, right. you know, I, now I got my glutes activated. I'm, I'm feeling like a real athlete. So yeah. you know, we'll, we'll, uh, BK will start the list here. But if you're talking to the general listener who's a weekend warrior type person, um, wanting to protect against those hot spots like the shoulder, yeah. knee, lower back. What are some ideas that they can do at home? Okay. So let's do, let's look at it this way. Cause a lot of the, the, there's, there's these five big areas of the lower body that tend to be the ones that rear their ugly heads in, in these common injuries that, that we all can you know, easily find ourselves in this nagging injury vicious cycle. If we look at and we call area number one, the ankle. And when I say the ankle, not even necessarily just, and certainly not only, but um, more specifically, the plantar fascia, the Achilles tendon, and the calf. Now, there can also be sprained ankles and other stuff at that area. But if we look at plantar fascia, Achilles, calf, those areas can, can, you know, everybody's gone out for a run and a mile in, you, you kind of feel like you, you've strained your calf or you've got this Achilles tendonitis type of issue, plantar fasciitis, you brought it up. We've all had those areas. So that's area number one. And I'm going to go through briefly a couple things for each area. Area number two, we're going to think about the 
patellar and quadricep tendon. Those are those ropey tendon areas just below the kneecap and just above the kneecap. The, the anterior knee pain and, and sort of, you know, uncomfortable burning action that can happen uh, for runners as well as jumpers and, and that kind of thing. The next area, the quadricep and hip flexor. You just brought up the hip flexor. Okay, that's number three. Number four, your adductor. A lot of times people get these nagging groin issues, these kind of strained groin. They, they maybe weren't doing a lot of work outside of just doing straight ahead running, and all of a sudden they tried to go play soccer with their buddy and they pull their groin, that kind of thing. Lastly, the hamstring. So there's nothing worse than a nagging hamstring. It can be – feel like it can last forever, and sometimes it does if it's not the right thing. So, okay, there's your, there's your big five. There's your big five, lower body, common injury areas. So many people I'd – be, I'd be shocked if everybody listening hasn't had something in one of those areas. So if we look at that ankle area and we talk about plantar fascia, plantar fasciitis, we talk about Achilles tendinopathy, we talk about calf strain, heel raises. Standing at the base of a step, set of stairs, use the railing for some support and just go up on your tiptoes and down exactly 15 times, nice and slow on the way down. Really exaggerate the eccentric lowering portion so you can load up those tissues and start to strengthen them. Strengthen them. What you want to do is be able to get up to every other day, say three times a week, you do 45 repetitions in total. Now, it might start with you doing 15 reps at a time and building up to 20, 25, building up to 30, 35, and all of a sudden 45, but that's a great thing for those, those particular areas. The, the next area, number two, patellar and quadricep tendinopathy, it can be really debilitating. I mean, it can, it can really slow you down and stop you from running or jumping and, and doing the sports you love. <clears throat> now, do a wall sit. Do a good old-fashioned wall sit. Now, you don't have to go down like your coach yelled at you as, as, he was, as his face was turning beet red and he was blowing his whistle in your face and telling you get down, get down lower to 90 degrees of, of hip and knee bend. And um, you, you can do those. That's great if you can tolerate that. But you can start at a higher angle. So you, you can start with your, your, your butt up a little bit higher than what your coach would have yelled at you to get down to and, and just work on 15 to 30 to 45, up to 60, 75 seconds worth of wall sits. You're going to load up those tendons in a way that they're going to really thank you for that. Um, hip flexor quadricep area. So in your workout, Brad, there's a great uh, exercise that is referred to as the sprinter and we use a mini band for that. And you can even just use your, your hand, but you picture yourself laying down on the ground like Frankenstein and you bring your knee up, one knee up to your chest, towards your chest, uh, not fully up to your chest, but towards your chest. Now you're going to meet your knee with your hand and just, just try to push against each other. So you're trying to not let your hand push your knee back down to its start position you're, you're doing this hip flexor strengthening exercise that can be great for that. Um, now we talk about groin and adductor, that, that, that inner thigh area. And the, there's a, an exercise for this that can be great, which is lay on your side, cross your top leg up and over your bottom leg, and now lift your bottom leg to the sky. 
So you're just lifting your, your bottom leg upward. It almost looks like we're in uh, the warm-ups of Jane Fonda's uh, workout video. And uh, you should have an ankle weight strapped to the bottom of your ankle and, and uh, a, a, a headband on, and, and we're back to the 80s. <laughs> Spandex. But, you know, some, some of those things were tried and true, and we had some good, you know, we had some good methods there. So just doing what we call a sideline bottom leg lift is a great exercise for building up that adductor groin strength. Most people get a groin pull, and they say, okay, I'm going to leave it alone. I'm not going to do anything for this for a, a month. And then it goes away, but you, you also, it got weaker during that time because you stayed away from it and you didn't do anything to, to improve the quality of the tissue. So you want to strengthen things as quickly as possible. Uh, uh, so the problem with that one is the name's too long. So I think we should call it the Jane Fonda or something instead the of the side, the side lying bottom leg lift. Oh my gosh. <laughs> We got the, the, Fonda. the TD Jane Fonda or something. Let's go. Let's get it with the, let's go. Uh, I'm with it. I'm with it. So then the last thing is those hammies. And so what you want to think about with those hamstrings, I, I often find that, the, so there's a gold standard hamstring exercise called the Nordic hamstring curl. It's, a, it's an aggressive exercise, and we usually don't start people with this. But in the, in the, in the case of the, the hamstring, um, is a, it, the Nordic hamstring curl variations are absolutely – we are always trying to work our, our members up to being able to do some version of those because if you can do those and if you regularly load your hamstrings, what you can picture is a partner is, is you're kneeling and a partner is behind you just – uh, holding their hands on your your ankles, so you're you're they're gluing your shins to the ground. Now you're going to tip forward and fall to the ground uh, as slowly as possible. Okay, so you, you may have seen that exercise, and and uh, it is a great one. Now, what do I do if I don't have a partner? What if I what do I do if that variation or that aggressive level of a full Nordic hamstring curl is just not in my repertoire right now today? You're going to do a long bridge. So we've all done a bridge, a, a regular bridge, a standard bridge is, is actually, in my opinion, a short bridge where your heels are really close to your butt and, and you're just bridging your, you're just lifting your butt up off the ground. A long bridge is you're going to walk those heels out way away from your butt and you're going to dig your heels into the ground and you're going to, again, in a much shorter range of motion, lift your butt up off the ground two, three, four inches but you're doing that through your hamstrings in, in that long bridge position. In the short bridge position, you're using your butt cheeks. You're using your, your glutes, your big, your big posterior glutes. But we want to target those hamstrings. So a long bridge, and you go up and you hold it for 15 seconds. That's a great exercise for your hamstrings. Listeners, did you notice that uh, almost all of these are isometric? Ah, you gotta, what's, that's a, what's up with that okay. secret sauce, man? <laughs> Those holds, man. Got, you got to respect the ISOs. Got to respect the ISOs. Uh, so that and, isometric hold action, especially early on, yeah. Uh, so is there a rationale? Like this is, I, I guess, a, a safer move too if you have that injury. Like you talked to me yeah. on my assessment that um, – moving will aggravate it, but doing some ISO holds will strengthen it without that aggravation component. Right. There's two beautiful parts to the isometric hold. It's a great, such a great way to start the loading tolerance of an area because 
you're, you're going to a spot and you're holding, you're not dynamically grinding through the range of motion and potentially aggravating mm-hmm. already ag- aggravated or sub- susceptible injury uh, issue um, uh, tissue areas. So the isometric hold also allows us to take advantage of one of the properties of resistance training in general that often gets lost, which is King Tut. Con- uh, King Tut is time under tension, T-U-T. Okay, so when we do a set of push-ups and you bang out 10 in 10 seconds, one second per rep, how much mm. uh, uh, you're, you're not really spending much time with King Tut there. There's not really that much time under tension. You, you should be doing a, a, a set uh, for upwards of 30 to 45 seconds of time under tension to really get a, a, a physiologic effect of of that a therapeutic effect of that resistance um, anybody can knock out a, a set of split squats uh lunges or or squats in in 10 seconds and do 10 reps and really haven't accomplished much but if you're going to slow yourself down and, and do a, a tempo or an isometric hold at the bottom of your your squat every set you every rep you do a three second hold at the bottom like you're hovering over a toilet seat i mean you're going to get a different bang for your buck than if you're just cranking through 10 reps nice i love the uh the top five list in the in the king tut acronym we're going to remember that forever tim d you're doing great work i'm so glad that you got set up with your operation there and uh it's near boston is the td athletes edge headquarters yeah that's right so you know home base is outside of boston but um in, in you know we are fully uh we, we can we can train the world from anywhere i mean we we our virtual capabilities um are you know the one exactly what you're experiencing through the program we got you set up on um you're 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 all the way over there and and uh where are you now you're you're in lake tahoe uh, baby lake we're, tahoe. we're serving hey. serving the whole the whole continent I'm and coaching um, you up from boston you're in tahoe right I'm on coaching you up every step of the way. So, um, yeah, our, our online capabilities allow us to train anybody from anywhere. So we can learn more going to the website, uh, tdathletesedge.com. The, the videos are fantastic. They're so motivating because you crank them out a lot and we learn new drills and fun stuff. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll find everything there. That's where we're going to get you. Yeah, tdathletesedge.com is, um, is a great place to kind of see the gamut of what we're doing. And then um, my uh, Instagram is, is a place where I'm very active, at tdathletesedge is my handle there. Um, and uh, I, I recommend that you check in with me there, shoot me a DM and tell me, tell me what your goals are. And I love to hear about that kind of stuff. And, and, um, and that's, that's a great way to kind of get started and what I post on there a lot, as you said, is a lot of these um, things that people can do from anywhere to, to help them to start to solve some of these nagging injury issues. Tim DeFrancesco, people, killing it. Thank you so much for the conversation. Great show. Appreciate it, BK. Da, 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 da. 
thank you for listening to the show. We would love your feedback at getoveryourselfpodcast at gmail.com. And we would also love if you could leave a rating and a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. I know it's a hassle. You have to go to desktop iTunes, click on the tab that says ratings and reviews, and then click to rate the show anywhere from five to five stars. And it really helps spread the word so more people can find the show and get over themselves because they need to. Thanks for doing it.